in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. Good afternoon. Right now, it is 12.06. It is Thursday. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online, as we like to say, at our website, dePietro.com. AM 1380, 99.9 FM. And also, I want to welcome in everybody our live stream on Facebook. Facebook Live, find the page, John DePietro Show. Also, want to welcome in those on Twitter and also on YouTube as we continue to hit the different platforms. Please share that you are watching. You can interact with others that are watching. Folks, this portion of the program on this Thursday, a little bit of clouds in and out. You just heard the forecast. Brought to you by Rhode Island's number one garden center, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, officially open for the season. Stop in and see them. Pansy flats, pansy bags, hangers and, and uh, bowls, sorted colors, tulips, hyacinthias. You know, maybe right now, today's Thursday. They're open seven days a week. Maybe you can't get there till Saturday or Sunday. They're open. Tulips, hyacinthias, daffodils. I think they're hydrangeas, my opinion, nicest in New England. Blue, white, and pink. They carry many landscape materials, too, including screen loom, black, brown, hemlock, and mulch. Look for them on Facebook. They update their Facebook uh, page constantly. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. One visit, and you're going to find out why they are Rhode Island's number one garden center. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. We're going to be uh, joined by <coughs> um, our friend Janine coming up, Olivia's mom. Just about 10 minutes regarding this happy hour legislation that is uh, at the Rhode Island State House. It is interesting that Janine's rep, Justine Caldwell, a uh, Republican up at the um, Rhode Island State House, that she's actually in favor of it and was saying, hey, listen, if people are going to drink, they're going to drink. So <clears throat> we'll talk to Janine. There's also, obviously, folks, you know, drunk driving, as I've kind of talked about in this program, it's one of the things that's not accompanying. This happy hour bill is Rhode Island is still at the bottom of the pack regarding enforcing drunk driving. And as I will mention to Janine, we don't exactly, you know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. All they have to do would be to mimic what they do in Connecticut. Connecticut just has, you know, the state of Connecticut has one of the top 10, top is considered one of the top 10 states against drunk driving. So. All Rhode Island would have to do is just adopt what Connecticut does. So this business of, and we'll wait to hear from Janine about this business of the happy hour provision. Um, But something needs to be done. Governor McKee won't talk about the epidemic of drunk driving. And as you know, we know our friend, well, poor little Olivia Passaretti lost her life on on New Year's, the first day of this new year. We're going to talk to her mom coming up. Folks, last night we were... um, we did Facebook Live one after dark. We were in Woodsocket, as a matter of fact. And we're still waiting word on exactly what happened. The state police were involved. From what I understand, it was undercover. It was a violent fugitive task force. So obviously something happened. I've seen some video. I'm also become just cautious about posting certain things on social media because they're so sensitive. So, um, so, but anyhow, there is, and it, it would seem that there were six shots through the windshield of the person, the perpetrator, the person they we believe that they were they were trying to apprehend. So, the state police uh, last night they announced there'll, there'll be a press briefing Thursday morning nine o'clock. So. One of the things is that that took away the press like, all right, we're going to get some answers tonight. And instead, then they canceled it this morning. So we're still waiting to hear exactly what may have gone on. Um, you know, this and we're going to wait and, and hold off to find out about that. One of the things <clears throat> that we want to find out is whether or not, in fact, the, the person had a weapon or if they're basically saying that. In some way, uh, that that they were he, this that this individual. First of all, we also want to make sure that that it 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 was in fact the the proper person. But I th- I think it's a fair question to find out whether or not um, they if they had a weapon or is this going to be the officer felt that they were using the vehicle as a weapon, which can happen, right? If you're in the, if you're a member of law enforcement or anyone for that matter, but if you're in the street. 
and someone starts, you know, gunning their vehicle at you, absolutely, a car can be used as a weapon. So as far as that, um, you know, that's a question and exactly how it is that they identified this individual. So there's at this moment, uh, we'll we'll monitor the situation as as the afternoon uh, goes along. There, There could be some kind of announcement today there may not be an announcement today so we're gonna have to wait and see but again if you check the website i do have the video of being there last night it was an awful lot of bullet casings it was still a very active crime scene and at one point when i first arrived i counted 25 members of law enforcement and that was just around the crime scene you know they had a lot of the streets blocked off folks you can check out the video on the website depetro.com which is brought to you by the coincident inn and this sunday the coincident, they're doing very something very special for the Brandy Project, which uh, helps different animals. Check them out. The coincident, they're doing a breakfast fundraiser. And the inspiration for the Brandy Project was the, the dog Brandy, who unfortunately passed away. But the coincident, delicious food, 226 Coincident Avenue in West Warwick. But, folks, we do have big news <clears throat> regarding Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. Now, Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, and again, folks, good afternoon at 1212. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Rhode Island Governor uh, Dan McKee, he is going to, um, oh, okay, now I'm seeing it. Authorities plan to provide an update coming up this afternoon at 3 o'clock. Now, the only problem with that is I, I agreed I'm doing a... Uh, I'm doing something with Newsmax immediately after the program. So, you know, suddenly... I was asked to do something earlier and now asked to do something today. I'll have to check. I just checked email and I didn't see anything about it. But um, but I'm going to double check on that. So now they're saying at, at 3 o'clock is, is when they're going to be having some kind of an update. And so I'll have to wait and see with the um, exactly what went down with the shooting last night. But I posted on the Facebook page. So Governor McKee is doing a briefing at 2.30. State police is uh, scheduled a briefing for 3 o'clock involving Attorney General Peter Narona, members of the U.S. Marshals, and the Woonsocket Police Department. Um, Police have not said who was shot or given their condition. So they haven't released any significant uh, details and instead... It, it'll, it sounds like more things are going to be answered this afternoon. So, you know, it's just one of those things, folks. You just never know when it's going to be busy. But if you go to, if you are a McKee supporter in this afternoon, Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, he is having a briefing uh, with Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos. But Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee is basically in Biden territory right now. Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee is one percentage point away from being the least popular governor in the country. Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee has a 42% approval rating and a 40% approval rating. So that means good news for him is 18% are undecided. 18% are undecided for Governor McKee. So conversely, Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker has a 74% approval rating. Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker is the most popular governor in the country, 74%. The governor of Vermont is number two at 72% approval rating. Larry Hogan of Maryland, 71% approval rating. And then you see the governor of New Hampshire, another New England guy, 63%. A lot of Republicans are up at the top. Um, The governor of Tennessee, 58%. Christy Nome, South Dakota, rising star, 58%. Uh, Gavin Newsom of California, 57%. Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, 56% approval rating. He's got high negatives, so 38% negative. But then you have to drop all. How about even the governor of New York, 52% approval rating. Governor of Virginia, 51% approval rating. Uh, governor Glenn Youngkin. You have to go all the way to how about Gretchen Whitmer, the the governor of Michigan, has a 50% approval rating. You have to drop down Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee has a 42% approval rating. And here's the bad news for Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. The governor of Hawaii has a 41% approval rating and the governor of Oregon has a 41% approval rating. The fact of the matter is, and they're both underwater, Governor McKee is one percentage point away 
from being the least popular governor in the entire country. And this is, you know, as more fallout continues with the FBI probe. So in the governor of Lamont has a 57% approval rating. Now, Governor McKee at one point was 59%. So that is not good news for the McKee campaign. Not good news for the McKee campaign by any stretch of the imagination. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show on this Thursday is brought to you, you know, it is grilling season. And I'm not sure what type of condition your grill is in, whether you use charcoal or if you use um, propane like I do, or if you use gas, whatever it may be, or electric. But you want to stop into Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV, and it's JS 47 Cedar Swamp Road, Route 5. You can find them on Facebook, right in Smithfield. Call them 401-949-7800. Tremendous selection. They've been in business since 1963. You're going to deal directly with the owner. You know, you're not worrying or dealing with poor service. You deal directly with the owner. They have a great selection on grills. It's a father and son operation. It's a family-run business. They will match or beat any package-type deal. And on Saturday and Sunday, you can make an appointment with them. Their hours are Monday through Friday, 10 to 5. But make an appointment on Saturday. You know you want a new grill. Maybe you need a new dishwasher. Maybe you need a new microwave or stove, or refrigerator, or washing machine. Stop in and see them. Folks, shop local, great service, deal directly with the owner. They've been in business since 1963, and they're not going anywhere. They're going to be in business for years to come. Jay's Broadway Appliance, 47 Cedar Swamp Road, Route 5 in Smithfield, right near the Apple Valley Mall. Stop in and see them. And again, what a tremendous selection they have on grills. I was there just the other day, Jay's Broadway Appliance. We're going to talk to uh, Janine in just a moment. Folks, again, visit the website, depetro.com, which is brought to you by Realtor Pat Elson. You know, she has such a great reputation. Caldwell Banker Realty, based in Cumberland, 20 years experience, licensed Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Contact Realtor Pat Elston. Maybe you're thinking of selling. Maybe you want to buy or sell. Contact Pat Elston. You want to deal with a pro. You want to deal with someone, you know, as they say, isn't their first rodeo. You want Realtor Pat Elston. We have a link on the website at depetro.com that links directly to Pat, and you can get a hold of her that way. So, so we're going to learn more. So this must be in conjunction uh, the fact that the, this this briefing that they're doing, um, I would imagine, is so the fact that the U.S. Marshal's office is involved, uh, that tells me that they were possibly assisting them with with some kind of, um, so, you know, obviously they're, they're trying to get some wanted fugitive who's involved here. So, and I, I don't know exactly what happened, but this thing certainly seemingly went 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 sideways at at some point. Um, as far as you know, that that's there's a very good reason why they call it a uh, violent fugitive task force. So, because of exactly that type of scenario, of exactly with with what happened. So, I want to. Um, but Janine, uh, we want to talk to our friend Janine Passaretti Malloy, Olivia's mom, and we're going to get her on the line. Right now, simply because, and I give a lot of credit to her and the family. I, I heard such great things about the family of the young man from West Warwick. But the um, what what that has not happened since uh, we lost little Olivia is there's been no kind of changes or no one is offering anything to do as far as... Um, Making the drunk driving laws in Rhode Island any any stricter than they, than they already are, but I know that they have spoken out, and we're going to talk to Janine, folks. It takes a lot of courage, uh, and we're going to give you, folks. Join us on the line right now. She is Janine Passaretti Malloy, who was, of course, as we've talked about so many times, is the mom of uh, Olivia, who was killed on New Year's Day by someone who had been under the influence. So not not enough. He, you know, he knew what he was doing, but definitely had been drinking. And it's our friend Janine. Good afternoon, Janine. Hi, John. How are you? I am okay. Always, you are always in my thoughts. 
Um, as I demonstrated, I was wearing the, uh, you know, Justice for Olivia ban, even while I was in Ukraine, always thinking of you guys. I want you to know we're following the story every step of the way when there'll be a development. But I wanted to give you a platform to talk about your opposition to this legislation regarding restoring happy hours in Rhode Island. Uh, well, yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's an awful thing, an absolutely awful thing. And um, a lot of that is because of, you know, my family, Matthew Dennison, who was the hockey, uh, hockey player from West Warwick. I've, uh, since then, I've joined pretty much forces with his family. Good. Through this, um, unfortunately, through our tragedies. But, um, yeah, we're, we're looking at this as I can't, you know, we can't believe that 50, over 50 representatives have proposed this and then only 10 did not. And we're just, it's not, you know, in a perfect world, this would be fine. It's not a perfect world. And there's a ton of instances of drunk driving every day, every single day. So how is this going to be better? And I don't like the fact of somebody who said, you know, um, we're missing the point. The people that oppose this is missing the point. The people that have not lost a child or a loved one due to a drunk driver they're missing the point. They're missing it big time. So I was saying, you know, they said, oh, well, it's 3.30 in the afternoon and they will have um, wait staff and, and bartenders, you know, paying attention more. And it's all about they're going to have it with food. And come on, let, let's let's be real. Come on. So it's like, you know, East Greenwich, you know, our town here uh, that I live in is a small town. Tons of restaurants on Main Street. It's becoming the new Federal Hill. Pretty much, um, and you know, the time of happy hour is probably the worst time ever to like give give away drinks, you know, because that's kids are coming out of school. It's commute time. It's you know, going, the kids are going to sporting events. Who knows? Because not everyone is a responsible adult, as we all know. Yeah. So not everyone is going to be okay with a few drinks. Most of the people that I would think that are not going to be responsible are going to try to get as many drinks as they can in that allotted amount of time because yep. it's pretty much free. So I don't, I don't understand, you know, when people say we're missing the point, you know, it's very easy to put your head in the sand when you don't have a tragedy happen, which like us is the worst tragedy possible for a parent losing a child. So it's very easy to, look back and say no well nothing can happen it's you know this is all about business all about me you know making the extra money i'm all for making extra money great i'm all for small businesses i have my own it's the part about find a different way it, you know they keep saying back in the 80s it's not going to be like back in the 80s back in the 80s things were probably way better than they are now and they got rid of it so i don't i don't know <sighs> why this is being pushed and i'm i'm shocked that my representative yeah i was gonna say justine caldwell is one of the ones leading the charge on this janine absolutely wow i, I yeah i i actually did an, um, an interview with east Greenwich news and um you know justine actually put something on the post because it was put on facebook and i just said you know i came back and i was asking her questions because i have never even met her once hmm. she's never Wow. Never even reached out, even after with what happened with Olivia. That's amazing. Wow. No, well, she sent me a card from the House well, of Representatives. Still. Janine, you think, you think, one would think, and again, folks, we're speaking with Olivia's mom, Janine Passeretti Malloy. You would think that, if anything, I, as her, as my rep, you and I share, I, I would like her to introduce stricter drunk driving legislation. Connecticut has some, they're considered the top 10 states regarding drunk driving. All Rhode Island has to do is mimic what Connecticut does, and at least would it be top 10? She won't even introduce that. I don't, this is the problem because people's heads are buried in the sand. Yes. You know, this is not when I found out that our own representative in this town, where my daughter, you know, I've been here 16 years, my daughter, yep. here, my daughter's dead. She just died on, on January 1st in this town that you are representing. Yes. And you're proposing, proposing something that is so blatantly. I don't know. It's just I, it's beyond insensitive. It's just it's kind of I don't know. It's disassociation. I it believe is. it's just like you deviate from anything that if it hasn't touched you, I guess you know you can you can turn your head 
and and look at the other, you know, look the other way. You know what else, Janine, is you and I both know that this business that the staffs are supposed to monitor. Listen, small businesses, all we hear is they're having trouble finding staff and finding service. Yes. And come on. I mean, it, with everything, they, they're so consumed with just trying to get regular people and it's a shortage of workers. The last thing, they, first of all, they can't. Aff- it doesn't sound like they can afford to, to fire anybody. And, and it's kind of like, so I hear from so many employers, in the past, yep. people they would have terminated for not showing up or calling out or terrible, just terrible work. They can't now because beggars can't Thank be choosers and there's such a shortage of workers. You got that right. Yeah. They, yeah. I, I heard from, um, we went to this, uh, we had a press conference or meeting with that, um, with the Denison's. Yes. That's yesterday. terrible. Oh, that poor kid. Oh, terrible. It's awful all the way around. It is. It's just, we heard a lot of um, the restaurants on Main Street supposedly don't, they don't even want it because they're saying we don't have enough staff. We don't right. have enough things. Yeah. Honestly, it's in a perfect land. Like I said, these would all be great. Yep. Everybody would just have a couple things, have food and, and go. It's not about the people that are responsible. We're, worried, we're not worried about those people. That's right. Folks, again, we're speaking with uh, Janine Passaretti Malloy. And, and Janine remembers, Janine, in that first uh, bail hearing where I, I met your husband, Dennis, you know, both of us talked about how it's, it's a real eye opener when you're there and you know, the, the real epidemic in Rhode Island right now, to me, that's not being addressed. Governor McKee's never talked about it. No one talks about it. But it's it's drunk. The real epidemic to me is drunk driving. The amount Dennis and I watched, it's one yeah. right after another. These are people, by the way, on the highway. And, you know, they have the translator there, suspended licenses. Um, yeah. it, it, you yeah, know, but, but it, I think it comes back to, Janine, that. You know, I, I hate to be so pessimistic, but there are so many attorneys at the state house, and 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 a lot of them are like that Archibald. They represent drunk drivers. I I think I I hate to even say this, but I think they have certain selfish agendas and reasons on why they want this because they want to have as frightening as that sounds, but they want to have more drunk drivers on the road to represent. It's sad, isn't it? But that's it is. Exactly what it is. Yes. It was, it was a re- door of how many people go got into that um courtroom that day yep but drunk drive and yes. what did they do slap on the wrist slap on the wrist slap yep. on the wrist go you get your license you know back oh yeah well yeah fine goodbye like that's what we do why do you think there's so many because they're not getting any kind of repercussions no there's nothing no so, and i i have a problem at this it here's the thing if they said we want to do this however we're gonna tighten the laws and, you know, when in certain states, you can't refuse the breathalyzer or you lose your license. Uh, for instance, Arizona has the strictest drunk driving laws in the country. I've learned a lot about this since what happened with Olivia. I just don't hear anyone at that state house who's supportive of this. And the one thing about the progressives and our rep, Justin Caldwell, is a progressive. What people need to understand is the progressives, not only do they want to allow something like this, but... It was a, a pretty frightening article in the Boston Globe this week how they, they want to legalize prostitution. It's, it's, the, it's the progressive reps have this attitude. I'll tell you, Janine, they live in a fantasy land. You know, they think that uh, sex workers could be unionized and this will give them uh, collective bargaining. And the, the reporter, Amanda Melkovich, to her credit in the Globe, she's on Cranston Street. Like, you know, these people are delusional with their beliefs. But... That that is kind of the idea that they take, but this happy hour thing, this this does not help the families of Rhode Island. No, not at all, not at all. It's 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 all about the money. Yes, like the do something different. Yeah, do something. You have price advertised, but you're exactly right. If this is, in a, if it was a textbook, you know, circumstances, and we could write it all out and everything would be perfect, then yeah, it would it would be. It's not. No, you have two. 17-year-old children in the first two months of the year. Yep. Probably more than that. Yes. But we know. Yeah, they're more. But nobody seems to think about those things unless it happens to them. Yeah. You know, that's what people really need to see. They need to see the after effects of what this has done to my family, to Matthew's family. This is horrific. It's it horrific. Is. And it's up in the face that they're so, um, you know, disconnected and so not even caring about 
the people that they're supposed to be representing. They don't even, they don't even give it a thought. No. You know, it's like, it's supposed to be so much fun. The, the, um, the representative from uh, Pawtucket, the one that introduced this whole thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, she was on there saying how this is like, this is like a fun bill. This is fun. Hmm. This you is know, fun. You know what else, Janine? If they, if, if at the state house, if they really wanted to help small businesses, I mean, they could talk about cutting taxes for small businesses. They could talk about cut, right, cutting taxes for people in Rhode Island. I mean, the state yeah. got almost two billion dollars. Of course, they never talk about returning money to us. But I want to come back to when Dennis and I uh, were were in court that morning. What really just stood out to me. Is the the just the the immune transactional attitude of the whole process? You know, there was there was one person who needed a translator, and then as the judge is trying to set up the next time, and this was folks, someone you know pulled over and drunk driving refused. They all refused the test, by the way, but um, but this was someone who then through the translator even said, "Oh, judge." Um, he's going to be away on vacation. Can they reschedule for another day? Like th- this is a, an absolute. Ju- what do you mean he's going to be away on vacation? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So many things that are that are happening right now that just, just blow your mind. Like yeah. I, I went into Olivia's case because, and uh, the Denison's case. What they do, you know, with this. Uh, no, you know, you can just pay your ten dollars the bail. You know, go out on bail and never see. You know, you're out back out on the streets again. I mean, this is this is crazy. This is crazy, folks. Again, um, and Janine, where do things stand with this legislation? Where does it stand right now? <laughs> Don't we want to know? That's inquiring minds. Okay. Um, so it's still what, still we, being debated. Yeah. yeah. Still, um, we're still apparently waiting on the all the pieces to come back. Yeah. And haven't heard anything, but. We're waiting. We're still waiting. And this has been, we were supposed to get something by March, April. Right. Now, May on Sunday, yeah. May 1st. I don't like the sound of this. Um, one thing, and I'm going to leave Janine yeah. at this, but... You know, Rhode Island, it, it's supposed to be, you know, it's a good place to raise a family and it's supposed to be family friendly. And I just, you know, I think the past few months, what happened to Olivia, what happened to Matt Dennison, not, I, I believe, not enough is being done to protect children. And whether it be, you know, what you and I both, you know, learned was going on just at the high school with the coaches and what was going on in North Kingstown with these naked fat tests, we, we, we need to... Rhode Island leaders need to adjust to become more protectors of children and less adult centric. It's it's going way too far left, Janine. Everything is like, you know, anything goes and like and you know stop protecting the criminals. That's right. Yes. Protecting criminals and the victims and the innocent people are just pushed aside. That's right. And and I to get justice for my child. That's right. I'm, I'm grieving her every single day. It's the worst thing that could possibly ever happen in my life. Yeah. That it was the light of my life. And I have to fight to get her justice from a monster that, that yeah. drove her off the road. That, well, that, Janine, you that. know, you know, we are with you. Um, and I think it is a good idea at some point in the future to have another rally, keep the support going. Oh. Folks, again, she is Janine Passaretti Malloy. I'm also glad you've hooked up with the Denisons. Uh, I think the two families together, you know, that's a very strong combination. The thing about it, Janine, I'll leave it with this. The people are with you. The problem we have to me in Rhode Island is we just don't have, we don't have strong political leaders that truly want to protect families. We just don't. That's a fact. It's sad, isn't it? It is. really sad. Janine, my best to you, my best to Dennis, your mom, your whole family is terrific, and we'll talk to you again soon. All right, John, thank you. All right, folks, there it is, Janine, who is, um, what they have been through, and again, folks, good afternoon at 1235, that is the mother of uh, little Olivia, who, who lost her life with that goon, who is still, and I want people to know, there's just been no developments, he is, he is still at the ACI uh, he has not been granted bail, but that could be coming. That that could be coming um, very, very, you know, as far as, well, in July. We're going to find out. But you you can believe that his side will be arguing to try to get uh, bail for him. So I don't know what the uh, happy medium here is. 
But as as I've talked about on on this show, and again, folks, good afternoon at twelve thirty six. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM thirteen eighty and ninety nine point nine FM. This portion of the program is brought to you by Re Coogan and Heating. It's Coogie, the Coogie Point. Call them today four zero one seven three two sixty five sixty two. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. As Coog says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan Heating, 401-732-6562. If you have a, a plumbing problem, a heating, well, heating from winter into spring, and then eventually you're going to want cooling, uh, give them a call. When our hot water tank gave out, boom, I called R.E. Coogan Heating, 401-732-6562. It's Coogie. It's R.E. Coogan Heating. Folks, visit our website, depetro.com. We have the video up of being there last night where they had the state police shooting in Woonsocket. And don't forget, petro.com, which is brought to you by the Centerdale Revival, comfort food and cocktails. I was there just a couple, uh, two weeks ago on the Friday night, 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. Great food, great drinks. They're waiting for you. And what a great staff. I really like the staff there and the entertainment, Ron Giorgio, at the Centerdale Revival, comfort food and cocktails. So. I want to bring you up to speed on some of the latest stories. You know, I um, that that happy hour bill. You know, what's missing from that is, number one, I don't think it should be universal. I don't think it should be uh, across the state. I don't think it should be that way. Uh, I don't think it should be across the state. I, I think uh, I know I've heard some talk that that maybe different communities, but there are there are people that. That certainly don't want it. And I, I do recognize in other states they do have it. You know, California has it. But right now, as I've been saying, Rhode Island, our leaders, they don't do anything to try to make the state safer. It is an eye opener to sit in court the way that I have been in court. And you watch uh, the transactional nature and just the number of individuals who... Uh, run into a problem, and and the, and it's not their first time either. And the the sheer number of them, folks. It's also, I want to tell you, it it's frightening, to a degree. It is absolutely frightening, the number of people that are out on the roads. And this is not like a back road going home. This is they they you know when you sit there, they're they're getting pulled over, they're getting pulled over on ninety five, they're getting pulled over on one forty six. They're getting pulled over on 295. These are, you know, my, my point is they're traveling at a very high rate of speed. This isn't somebody down at the ocean mist and they're, you know, going 25 miles an hour to try to get to their beach house uh, somewhere down in Matunic. Um, all right. So now this is interesting. Governor McKee has dropped out of the lineup for the first gubernatorial debate of the campaign season. Now, I put this um, on Facebook that they were considering uh, boycotting the debates, and now he has dropped out of the first one. Governor McKee has informed us he will not participate. See, he, he will not be on the stage with Helena Folks, Nellie Gorbea. Oh, they're doing everyone. Ashley Kalis. And Matt Brown. Now, he may say he doesn't want to be on stage with the fact that there's a Republican. But, folks, if you check. um, So this is interesting. He's withdrawn from the first significant debate. It's RIPEC next Thursday. Uh, Begins at 1230. I think I'm going to go to this. He will no longer be participating. So that's very, very interesting. But, again, if you check. The website to petro.com. Folks, I had uh, predicted this, that they were considering doing this. So I'm going to come back to those in, the, and, and they can try it. Oh, it's just a, a ride pack debate and, and something like that. But uh, I don't, I don't, that, that is um, really something that he is not going to. To do that, if you go to the website, so this is just coming across uh, right now that he is withdrawn. And I want to pull up 
because I think I may go to that. There we go. Okay. Um, We'll have to find more details on when their debate is. But he is withdrawn from it. Well, like I said, I want to pull this up. I had said, folks, they are, he may try to get to, now think of this, now, and he's doing a, a, a press briefing today. Oh, I can't. I, I, I committed to Newsmax. Um, I said I would go. You can't cancel on people. I don't like when people uh, cancel on me. And so, therefore, if I'm booked for something, I, I, um, I have, we have our answer. I put this out. Will he skip the debates? And the answer apparently is yes. Folks, check to Petro.com. Growing speculation, he may try to reach the September Democrat primary without taking the debate stage and taking part in a televised debate. Source close to the McKean campaign claims the governor, he has not been happy with his media coverage, has not agreed to take part in any local TV debates. Now he's pulling out of a debate. McKee has developed two different strategies. One, they're saying, well, we're going to wait and see what the media coverage is like. And then the second thing is, if he's cleared... By the FBI probe, they feel then they're going to look back and say, oh, we shouldn't have done the debate because he got beat up during the course of the debate. But the local media is going to have to make a decision. Now, I don't know if RIPAC is going to have the empty podium, but the, the station that has done the most debates is Channel 12. And that is the station that he despises the most. And I know that may seem like harsh language, but... This is very significant. You're a sitting governor. And now he may blame the fact that, they, um, that they're going to have the Republican, Ashley Kalis. The candidates are Matt Brown, Helena Folks, Nellie Gorbea, Ashley Kalis, and Dr. Louis Daniel Monez. Now, I know there are some independents that are going to be upset that they're not included. But there's no guarantee... If you're an independent candidate for governor, there's no guarantee you're being included with anything. None. So that is, um, but that is, um, well, that, that gives you a sense of just how, how serious this whole situation is for Governor McKee. The fact that he is going to, he's choosing to skip it. And what's interesting to me is... He drops out of lineup for the first, no explanation. RIPAC has informed us he will no longer be participating. So I'm sure he's going to be asked about that. I I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see how he's going to answer that. Um, Now, again, it is interesting. There's no polling to show. That that lieutenant, uh, excuse me, Dr. Daniel Monez, there's no polling that shows that he is a strong candidate, but he is being included in the debate. So, uh, for the record, he was also expected to take part in a multi-language education round in the State House Library earlier this week that drew folks go be Monez, and then he he didn't he didn't go to that. Very interesting. But this um, Dr. Louis Daniel Monez, there is there is no he's he is a Democrat, but there's no polling that shows that he has enough support and should be included. Um, There are some other people running who, again, the independent candidates, you have to be a strong independent candidate to get included in these debates. But that is very significant that he is not. Um, going to take part in this. I think it's very, very significant, and it could be a sign of things to come. Uh, because now it is interesting that they decided to, oh, okay, that that they've decided to, um, that they've decided to um, have this press briefing today on the same day that 
that they've decided to have this on the same day that they're announcing that they're not going to be doing the forum. They're going to have Steph Machado moderate the forum. All six candidates will be. Um, there it is. Well, it says right there, Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. He's supposed to be part of it. And now he is obviously not part of it. So very, very interesting that he is uh, pulling out on this. Hmm. I'm not sure what to. Uh, well, we, we know what it is, right? I mean, it is, in fact, there's no other way to look at this other than I, I believe now they may say conflict. They may say conflict. But. The, the fact is, I believe it has to do, he, as I have said and wrote about, he does not want to stand on a stage and get pummeled. I just wonder if he's going to use the fact the Republican Ashley Kalis is uh, going to be part of this as his out. That that remains to be seen if, if they're going to use that excuse as they are out of of why he is not going to participate. But make no mistake about it, folks. You know, a poll comes out. He is uh, considered the third least popular governor in the entire country. Um, and then on the same day, he is going to have. Oh, OK, we're learning more. Target, the suspect that was shot last night was wanted for an attempted kidnapping in Little Compton. So that's interesting. So that's who was involved. Um, He was wanted for an attempted kidnapping in Little Compton. And then we're going to learn more with what happened this afternoon from U.S. Marshals, State Police, Attorney General Peter Nerona, and the Woonsocket Police. So we're going to have to wait to find out more. But that's a new development uh, Channel 12, Governor McKee approval rating falls to 42%. Now, I also noticed that no one is saying third least popular governor in the entire country. Third least popular governor. Channel 12 has some sound on this. I want to uh, play it. So, you know, the fact here's that this goes to what I had been saying. If he's willing to drop out of this, who's to say he's not going to drop out of all the debates? going forward. So he had committed to this RIPAC debate. And um, and now he drops out. Let me play the uh, Channel 12 piece on this. Okay, here we go. Um, his approval rating last year was 59%. He's down to 42%. Something they should be concerned about is he's almost underwater with his negatives. So this is the Channel 12 piece on Governor McKee and his low approval rating. So this is Channel 12 did it as breaking news. 12 News Now at WPRI.com. I'm Ted Nisi. Well, we're getting a fresh look at how Rhode Island voters are feeling about Governor Dan McKee, and it's a mixed verdict. This is the latest quarterly polling on governors all across the country from the website Morning Consult, which pulls that data over a three-month period from their online polling all over the country. They pull each state out, and what they find is over the winter, they surveyed 1,840 Rhode Island registered voters and found 42% approved of the job McKee was doing, 40% disapproved. So right about split, and uh, it was down considerably from last spring, which was shortly after McKee took over from Gina Raimondo. At that point, Morning Consult found 59% of voters approved of his job performance and only 18% disapproved. This, of course, comes as McKee is preparing to face voters as he runs for re-election in the September Democratic primary, and then if he is the nominee, of course, into the November election, he faces opponents in both. Uh, McKee actually ranked third from the bottom among the governors that they uh, tested. Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker, a Republican who, of course, is leaving office this year, not seeking another term, remains the most popular governor in the country with a 74% approval rating, and Connecticut's Ned Lamont, a Democrat who is up for re-election this year, was at 57%. The group also took a look at U.S. 
Senate approval ratings, they found Senator Jack Reed at 54% this winter, down from 58%, uh, and Sheldon Whitehouse, as usual, a bit lower than Reed at 48%. We're, of course, continuing to track all the poll numbers as they come in during this campaign season. But for now, I'm Ted Nisi for 12 News. You know, that is uh, interesting that they went ahead and did that, and then we'll see what he says. I, I think um, I'm going to make a prediction, folks. <laughs> Excuse me. Um. <laughs> Goodness. My goodness. I apologize, folks. This portion of the John DePietro Show brought to you by Lawn Doctor, your best lawn ever, guaranteed. It's Lawn Doctor. Give them a call today. Now, you can go on their website, but you want to sign up for their program where they, they don't just come out once. Early spring, spring lime, late spring, summer, grub prevention, early fall, fall, late fall, eight visits. Be part of that program. Crabgrass control, time-release fertilizer, high-calcium lime, time-release fertilizer again, broadleaf grassy weed control, grub prevention, organic baked time uh, fertilizer, and then potassium for improved root development. Folks, Lawn Doctor, I find an easy thing to do is go on their website, which is lawndoctor.com. Get a quick, easy quote. You can call them. Your best lawn ever guaranteed, 401-392-1025 for Lawn Doctor. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought by J. Perry Paving. Now, listen, if you've been thinking of getting maybe just your driveway paved or whether it's your driveway or a patio, letter J, J. Perry Paving. They provide high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service. They'll give you a free estimate. Call them today for a free quote, 401 401- 732-1730. Whether it is a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway, J. Perry Paving has your back. Affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, licensed and insured contracting company. Look for them on Facebook. And remember, J. Perry Paving, no one is better to veterans than J. Perry Paving. Once a month, they give away, they do a, a driveway free for a veteran. Contact them. Maybe that's your mom or your father or your grandfather or your grandmother or your son or daughter or boyfriend or uncle. J. Perry Paving. No one is better for veterans. 401-732-1730. Folks, for J. Perry Paving. Well, right now at 1253, good afternoon. So a lot of developments, a lot of developments, a lot of news on this Thursday regarding uh, the situation. I think... The news with Governor McKee, that is very significant that he is now pulling out of a a debate. And and it's I'm going to go along with, you know, kind of what I've said. And then um, I I think it's it's a matter of um, the fact that he's pulling out. They'll be able to say that some kind of a conflict came up. I think that's what they're going to say. Some conflict came up. uh, But I think. And, and here's the thing. If you're Governor McKee, there's this RIPEC debate, but this is a pretty significant, you know, as much as a lot of people may not know RIPEC, but the candidates for Rhode Island governor won't be making their first joint appearance next week after Governor McKee pulled out. Uh, the others are still going. But he, here's the thing. Um, If if you're him, I just don't know why, you know, and this is a RIPEC thing or his people, how they ever agreed to be on the same stage with Ashley Kalis. I think that is the out. It's one thing. I'm sure he doesn't want to be on the stage with Matt Brown. I would think Nellie Gorbea would not attack him that much. I would even bet maybe Helena Folks won't. But the two that if you're the McKee camp, where somebody that agreed, I don't think they realized that she was invited as well. The Republican candidate, Ashley Kalis. So that, I, I think, becomes the problem and potentially his out. Now, he's not going to say that. It's one thing he's going to be on a stage with progressive Democrat Matt Brown would be taking shots and popping them. But it's another thing against the Republican challenger. And now that, though, 
that is something that that really falls on his people. That falls on his people that they agreed that he would take part in a debate where she was involved. So now I'm sure the McKee people don't want to go back and say, hey, listen, why is she included? But if they did, it, it would be fair. If you're a sitting governor, you could say, hey, listen, you know, this woman just got here and I don't care that she's got this money. I don't care that she's up on television and she's in a boxing ring. Um, I, I am, you know, the elected governor and I'm supposed to stand on a stage with with her. I I think. Again, though, I, I just wonder who in his camp agreed to have him do it, do the debate meeting. In, in the fact that she's going to be on the stage. Folks, this portion of the program at 1256 on this Thursday, and again, we go till 2 o'clock, is brought to you by Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Remember, everything fresh, baked fresh, they're open from 7 in the morning till 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence, right off of Silver Spring Street. Uh, they have the most, you could go there right now, delicious calzones, and wimpy skimpy and sausage and pepper and sandwiches and chocolate donuts and the cupcakes and free coffee for first responders, police and military. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. They're right next door to AAA in Providence, right off of Silver Spring Street. And they're open right now. Just put in your GPS, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. So, that is a significant development that Governor McKee is, uh, we'll see where the rest of his day goes. Now, tomorrow, he's going to swear in his new head of the Rhode Island State Police, um, and Darnell Weaver. And that's going to be interesting because, but today, him, the governor agreeing to do a media back and forth with Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos. It's coming up at 230 he is, I mean, that, <laughs> he's got a couple of things. Number one, he's pulled out of the debate. Number two, a poll comes out. He's the third least popular governor in the country. And his approvals rating has plummeted and his disapproval rating has really gone up. He's got the FBI probe. He's got falling approval numbers. And now he's pulling out of an agreed debate. So now the McKee people, a couple of things. You wonder if. They knew a plan to release that they were not going to be part of this. He pulled out of the debate for next Thursday. I think that's interesting. That's number one. And number two, I don't think they would have known that they, this poll was going to come out that showed his approval ratings have completely fallen. So and then coming up later this afternoon, right now it's 1259. They are going to have a briefing regarding the shooting that took place last night involving the state police Winsocket. With the um, the few violent fugitive task force, now we're learning it had something to do with a, a potential uh, kidnapping in Little Compton. So we're going to learn more about this. So here's what we're going to do, folks. We're going to break for the one o'clock news. Now there's also major news with President Biden is proposing billions in aid to Ukraine, and I mean over thirty billion in aid to Ukraine to finally help them beat Russia. So we're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. Now, next hour, a lot more to go. Uh, Remember, radio only, AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. Or you can listen online at the website, dipetro.com. Stay tuned. We're going to be back on the other side after the 1 o'clock news.